we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. As promised at the end of the last episode where I read some reviews, I wanted to devote a short episode to retorting to this woman's critique of MGTOW. I have a previous episode, probably about 20, 25 episodes back, where I think it's called Retort to Angry Woman Review, something like that. You can check it out. Because I did mention that I read all the reviews, and uh, I definitely want to read her review. And, and and again, like the first one, I'm going to read it out of charity. I'm not angry with her, but she does make some generalizations that I think need to be addressed. And so we're going to do that. Now, if you're new to the channel, which I understand quite a few of you are, this channel used to be, and still is, you can go to the back episode, Originally, it was Holistic Health News. Actually, before that, it was Naturopathic Earth Radio. So Apple, if you're listening to this on an Apple a device, they only store the last 300 episodes. So the first 100, I guess at this point, 140, you'd have to go to Naturopathic Earth, the, the website. There's a link in the episode notes. Or you'd have to go to maybe SoundCloud to hear the first 140 when it was Naturopathic Earth Radio. But the first 140 are important because that's where we really cover the problems with fluoride, the problems with food dyes, the problems with BPA and plastics. And we also talk about the benefits of fasting and, and doing an elimination diet and all these things. And kind of the raison d'etre of Naturopathic Earth Radio and later Holistic Health News was to expose and bring to light kind of big pharma cover-ups, big business cover-ups, carcinogens and hormone disruptors in the food, stuff like that. And so that was kind of the the impetus for a good two and a half years. And then maybe about six months ago, nine months ago, I pivoted and re retitled The Awakened Man because I wanted to talk about more red pill content. And there still is a smattering of of the old content. But the way I look at it, it's like there's 300 episodes of the old stuff. And, and so there's new there's new fields, new new galaxies to explore, and, and that's why we're doing the the uh, kind of the more MGTOW stuff. So a woman, and I got I just read another review right now from another woman. So we're gonna we're gonna read these two reviews and kind of retort them. All right. So I've read this I think at the end of last episode, but we'll read it again. Three stars. So look, uh, three and a half stars. Tina, we appreciate the three and a half. I like honesty in reviews. I'm not gonna be one of those guys always post a five star. And reminder, the audio, the new mixer's coming in a week. She said, she used show used to be very informative and inspirational. Now it's about whining about his victimhood. Wish he'd get over the bitterness already and get back to bashing big food, big pharma instead of women. Hey, Greg, not all women are conniving and manipulating. Sorry you made a bad choice, but please stop generalizing us as the enemy. So we'll read that one more time. Used to be very informative and inspirational. Now it's all about whining about his victimhood. Wish he'd get over the bitterness already and get back to bashing big food, big pharma. Not all women are conniving and manipulating. 
Sorry, you made a bad choice, but please stop generalizing us as the enemy. Now, the reason I want to do a quick episode on this review is she's misrepresenting what I say. Now, this is not uncommon because you've played the, the telegraph game, right? You go in a circle, you whisper, the green locomotive is going up the hill to San Antonio. And then you have to repeat that line. And by the time it gets around, it's not the same thing. So I just want to clarify. And I like to do these these somewhat negative reviews to clarify what my real intention and expression is and not how it's perceived by somebody else. Because I cannot control, this is something you learn like in cognitive behavioral therapy, I cannot control how you understand things, how you perceive things, how you take in things. All I can control are my thoughts and my actions. So let's start. Show used to be very informative, inspirational. Now it's all about whining about his victimhood. Okay, so... I never whine about my victim. I am very open about a couple of things. I'm very open that I pay 50% to child support for the mistakes that I have made. They were my mistakes and I own them. I don't blame anybody. I have past episodes here where I talk about victim status drags you down. Being bitter, envious of others. Envy is a poison that you make that only you drink because the other people don't care. It's that it doesn't affect them. And I always talk about going from victim status, how men need to go from victim status to survival status to thriver status. And the victim status is, oh, this is my childhood. This is what happened to me. Oh, I'm always going to be you know, suffering from anxiety disorder or being fat or, or never having luck with women. No, I, I covered this over at Confessions of an Obese Child quite a bit. That kind of mentality pervades quite a few men and women. And it's a negativistic, self-destructive attitude. So I never say embrace victimhood. No, that, that keeps you down. I've never said that at all. What are the two main messages here at The Awakened Man? Is optimizing your life. Optimizing your life on all aspects. Working on your financial health. Working on your physical health so you can live a long time and have a good quality of life. Because you don't want to like end up in an old age home at 70 and wither away for 25 years there. And then what? Purge your childhood trauma purger, addictions, and so forth. So this is a misrepresentation. Wish you get over the bitterness already and get back to bashing Big Food Big Pharma. Okay, look, I do episodes on Big Food Big Pharma, but again, I have 250 episodes on that. And if there's some new thing that came out, like recently Monsanto, Bear Monsanto, had a went in and did an appeal. I don't know if you know what's going on with Roundup, the, the herbicide that so many of us have in our garage that they sell at Lowe's and Home Depot. Uh, I've done two episodes on that because they, they've been in court and all these people are winning massive amounts. I mean, massive, tens of millions of dollars, if not hundreds, but cash payouts because they've been proven by uh, a jury that Roundup causes cancer, lymphoma in particular. So there was a, a big release that came out yesterday how they lost even more appeals. Okay, So, I mean, there are these things here and there, but... Again, there's a back catalog of a lot of that stuff. Get over the bitterness. Okay, let's, let's combine that with not all women in conniving are manipulative. Did I say that? Did I say all women are conniving? No, I have an episode here. I have two episodes in the last 40 about the unicorns. And I talk about how there are good women. That there are good, chaste women who treat their husbands with respect. Absolutely. 
I'm not like some red pill content creators on YouTube who say, a Walt, a Walt, a Walt. All women are like that, the acronym. A Walt, a Walt. No. I'm a no Walt. But to find the unicorn, you have to go to certain places and it's still a risk. And this is the major point here. I never said all women are conniving. So when I talk about solipsism and hypergamy, that's just instincts wired endogenously into women. It doesn't make women bad. Does it make a man bad that he likes to look at attractive women? Some women who are overweight, middle-aged, and fat would say yes because they're not getting looked at, but they loved it when they were 22 getting looked at. So if you're going to say that, no, men are not bad for looking at attractive women because that's just the way they're wired, I mean, that's intersexual dynamics. Caveman stuff. Man want beautiful young woman. Women want to be protected by strong man. It's the same thing. You can take J-Lo out of the Bronx, but you can't take the Bronx out of J-Lo. It's the same thing here. So I'm not saying all women are conniving and manipulative. What have I said? It's the court system. And this is something that the solipsism of women don't allow them to see this. When we make points like this, it's not you. Yes, a lot of you have ridden the carousel of COCKS. A lot of you are damaged by having a lot of sexual partners. A lot of you are damaged by believing in radical feminism, which is essentially a code for hate on men, hate on marriage. Because that's what the Marxists want. Destroy society so you'd be dependent on them. Worship, stay instead of worshiping God. All these things. But we don't have time to talk about it. Yeah, a lot of you have been, been vitiated or corrupted by these things. But ultimately, it's not you. I don't hate women. I've repeated this many times. I'm not misogynistic. I think women bring a certain je ne sais quoi to society that men can't bring. Men and women are equal, but we're not the same. We don't think the same. We don't do things the same. We're compatible. We're complementary as Christ dictated. The problem is in the last 80 years that the cultural Marxists, right? They pit the classes against each other. That was Marxist's first thing about 180 years ago. Then later in the 20th century, it's pit the races, and now it's pit the sexes against each other. That's what radical feminism is about. So you have the men hating the women, the women hating the men. I don't hate them. It's the court system. Because the court system incentivizes divorce, which breaks up the family. And I'm not for broken families. So good women are collateral damage to men, high sexual market value men opting out of marriage and going their own way. Because men are like, okay, I have all this money. And they, they look at the court system and like, okay, so at any time a woman can destroy me at any time and take my kids and my money and I have to make payments for 15 years. Now, no woman can deny that statement. You cannot deny that statement. You can look up the divorce stats yourself. But no one can deny it that men take on a bigger risk. If you women can admit that you're in major denial, men do take on a bigger risk. What's the risk that women take? They marry a man who's infertile, if they want to have kids, and they marry a man who maybe doesn't live up to his expectations, doesn't make a lot of money, and maybe he's abusive. They marry a man who says they want to give him kids, but doesn't give him kids. The abusive thing is, is exceedingly rare. And then again, if he hits you, you call the cops, he's in jail, and you get all of his assets. Either way, there's always going to be, and not always, because you have the examples of like Adele with her ex-husband, but in most cases, the money distribution, re redistribution, I should say, goes from man to woman via the court system. So it's the court system, ladies, that's the problem. We don't hate you. I don't hate you. It's the court system. Simple as that. So until they change the court system and get rid of no-fault divorce and make 50-50 with no child support 
the default in terms of custody, uh, I would encourage men not to marry because I'm looking out for men. And I would encourage men who are married to make their marriage work. And I would encourage women that are in marriage to make their marriage work because, again, Kids of divorce have a higher rate of pair bonding and a higher rate of divorce, not to mention a higher rate of sexual abuse, physical abuse, dropping out of school, all these things. So we're a broken society because we're made up of broken families. And why are we broken families? Because of divorce and because of, let's be real, sexual trauma that happens to, to kids at a very young age that throws off their psychosexual development and leads to dysfunction later on. So it's early childhood trauma and divorce, which are connected, that lead to broken families, which then leads to broken society. Lastly, sorry you made a bad choice, but please stop generalizing us as the enemy. I, I just said you're not the enemy. Sorry you made a bad choice. So there's two shame tactics terms that she uses here. Uh, the bitter, why are you so bitter? And then sorry you made a bad choice. Look, I would argue the bad choice is marriage in general. But I take accountability for choosing the women I chose. And I take accountability for not always maintaining frame in my marriage, which led to these women leaving me. I take full accountability for that. I do. Go listen to Confessions of an Obese Child. That podcast is all about me opening up about my childhood trauma and post-weight loss trauma. I am very open and vulnerable. I have no problem admitting these problems. Most people in general, unless you marry somebody at 21, you look back, let's say you're 35, and you look back at, at the people you dated when you were in high school, college, and you're like, man, I dodged some bullets. Those were some bad, bad, bad apples. And some people can get out of those things because they didn't have kids. And some people can't because they did have kids. Or you know, the person ended up doing some major scarring to them. So we all are exposed to relationships that can hurt us. And I did make a poor choice. I'll admit that. But I don't encourage nor perpetuate victimhood in men. And I don't believe that I am a victim. I am a cautionary tale. As the other review mentioned, he's in his 20s. And he said that, that he appreciates me sharing my experiences and warning the younglings of the real dangers ahead. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here, is to help the young people navigate the, the court system and then them making the choice. But I'm completely accountable. So look, I appreciate the three and a half stars or three stars. It's hard to tell you. And look, I do like to mix in the big food, big pharma. That stuff's not going to go away because that's part of, of, of being an awakened man is you got to control and, and, and watch out for the crap in our food and understand that big business is horrendous. Big government's horrendous. This is what a true libertarian would believe. I, I don't understand libertarians are like completely for the vaccine or pharmaceuticals or, of course, they shouldn't be for any government services because they're libertarians, but this cognitive dissonance. As a libertarian, you're supposed to be naturally weary of any large entities. All of them. All of them. All right. I just read this one. This one popped up. This is from Jen. He relies too heavily on religion to still consider himself awakened. Okay. So I'll repeat this. He relies too heavily on religion to still consider himself awakened. Now, this is a common trope from the fallen away Christians. So she's either an arrogant agnostic or atheist or a new ager. Like, oh, you still believe in that hocus pocus witchcraft of, of Christianity. I will tell you this. And I have friends who are very wealthy. 
very wealthy. They have five cars, 10 mink coats, Rolexes, good kids. But they'll admit their life is unfulfilled. Because what happens is you end up worshiping mammon. You end up worshiping the created instead of the creator. We are all wired to worship something. Because we're created in the image and likeness of God. You see this throughout human history. You see this in every, every modern religion. Islam, Buddhism. We're, we're all wired to worship the creator. When you take that out, life is nihilistic. Now, you're going to deny this because, of course, this is your argument. But life is empty without Christ. Life is empty without worshiping God. I'm not saying go to a church because you say, oh, mega churches are corrupt. I'm not saying you have to necessarily go to a church. But having an active, basic prayer life. Thank you, God, for the gifts you've given me. Thank you for creating the world. Thank you for the fact I can breathe without pain and walk and talk and, and I have children. If you have children or I have a roof over my head, just basic prayers. It gives your life meaning and direction to worship something that's not created. You can, you know, you know what they say about the guy, I want to make my first million. Then he makes his first million. I won't be happy until I make my, my 10 million. And then they, they make, they're never happy. They're never happy. Now, part of it is childhood trauma, but part of it again, again is you're pursuing hedonism. And when you pursue and try to accumulate, like Croesus from Greek mythology, a bunch of stuff, ultimately you're still never happy. And I would toss in too, go ask any 22-year-old thought who's riding the carousel, are you happy? Most of them, if they're honest, would say no. They're, they're What are they doing? They're numbing the pain of riding the, the carousel with alcohol and drugs, typically. And they're just wasting away, like the, 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 the nadir of the prodigal son. He's just wasting away. So life with God is a better life. It's a more enriching life. A, now this isn't like a cogent argument for why you should be religious, but A, we've had it since the beginning of time. It's only in recent times it has atheism exploded. So we've always been that all of our ancestors were religious, just different types of religion. But if you look at Western Europe and all Europe in general, our ancestors for at least 1,700 years have been Christians. So you've had Christian ancestors in your life that have worked hard, even martyred their lives, sacrificed their life for the faith, and you just piss it away out of your intellectual arrogance. I know better. God doesn't exist. How do you know? Now, you could have said, well, how do you know God exists? Well, okay. Well, that's the element of faith. We Christians, or anyone who believes in, in the supernatural, would acknowledge that there's, a, there's an element of faith. But you can look at the, the laws of, of thermodynamics, the laws of physics, the, in, the intricacy of the human body. There's a lot of things that would suggest that there is a grand order. That there is a, like the theists, like Franklin would think, there's a clock, something, somebody wound it up and then it let, it, that let it go. You don't necessarily have to believe in a personal God. But certainly there's enough evidence, I would say, that there is a higher power. But it's some of its element of faith. So when you say, oh, you believe in your hocus pocus, you believe in God. Okay, well, give me proof that God does not exist. You can't. Atheists can't. You can't. You choose to believe that God does not exist because typically atheists, it's one of a couple of things. They're intellectually arrogant. They have bad relationships with their fathers. And so when they have bad relationships with their father, 
then they kind of extrapolate out to the grand grandfather, not your grandfather, but the great father, the father in the sky, so to speak. And then you turn on your back on that. Sometimes it's some misunderstanding of religion when you were a child, like, oh, why wasn't my, you know, my, why couldn't I cremated my grandma? Or why doesn't the church believe in homosexuality, transgenderism? And then you don't bother to research and read why these things exist, you know, reach, read the, the 2,000 years of church teaching on it. It could be a host of things, but most of the time it's rebellion. It's just simply rebellion. It's the message of the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Atheists are rebelling against God. When you strip it all down, when you take away the intellectual arrogance, I know better, I, I know, it's rebellion. You are rebelling. But the beauty in a great book to read is Confessions by St. Augustine of Hippo. Because Augustine, this, this book he, was, he wrote like in 400 AD, he was a, a humongous atheist. And it's a diary, essentially, where he, he looks back at his life, at his early hedonistic life. He lived in sin. His mother, Monica, later Saint Monica, was always encouraging him to go to the church. He didn't want to. He wanted to live in sin. He actually, you know, he's fornicating all the time. He has kid out of wedlock. And then eventually he finds Christ. And the book is just beautifully written because I think he explains so well the tantalizing love of hedonistic pleasures because he, he went through it. He went through it all. And then eventually he becomes one of the greatest, top three greatest Christian thinkers of human history. Probably up there with Aquinas, Thomas Aquinas. It's an amazing book. Because he goes through the thought process, what's going through his mind. Like when he's enjoying all these pleasures and then later on when he, when he, when he embraces Christianity. It's a beautiful book. So I would tell you atheists, instead of shaming the Christians, because there's no point. You can believe, if you want to be an atheist, believe in atheists. Don't shame the Christians and say we believe in hocus pocus because you can't prove that God does not exist. You simply can't. And I would say live and let live, but I think everybody knows America was a better country when it was infused with Christianity. And this would have been the 18th or 19th century when Alexis de Tocqueville came here and said that the strength of America in his book, Democracy in America, was limited government and that we were religious. And as long as we were religious, the American experiment would work. And then you could see it not working anymore. So even atheists would admit the world is better when we all follow the Ten Commandments. Think about it. We wouldn't have any crime if people followed the Ten Commandments or did the best that they could. We wouldn't have STDs if people weren't fornicating. So the message of atheism is a message of rebellion, which is a message of the devil. Now, whether or not you agree or disagree, you can post a comment. But I did want to retort to that. And it's your choice. If you want to continue being atheist, that's fine. Remember, as I, as I forgot to mention with Confessions and Augustine, is Christ is always there for us. The 99 sheep are found. He goes and finds the one lost sheep. The parable of the prodigal son is a great story. Christ is patient. Christ is merciful. The church, and he are there, and he says, I'm here not for the righteous, but for the sinners. The church, churches, are not a museum of saints, but a hospital for sinners. And we are all sinners. So Christ is there for you whenever you're ready to come back. And he will accept you because he loves you. And remember that, everybody. Guys, please post an honest review. It takes you five seconds, especially if you have an Apple product. You'll notice that there's two, episode, there's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. If you appreciate my content, click on that and donate five ten dollars Appreciate that. Also, there's a link for Naturopathic Earth. Click on that, and you can go to my website, and you can, you'll see on the top, there's a bunch of tabs. There's, there's, there's a tab under podcasts, and you can pick the podcast, and then you can scroll and go listen to episode one 
and all the all the back episodes that you can't get on an Apple feed. You can also see my two books on the right side. Click on that. It takes you to Amazon. Any book that you anything that you buy on Amazon, we get a two percent commission, no expense to you, by going through our links. So I'd appreciate it if you would do that. If you need to talk to me on a one-on-one perspective, contact me through clarity.fm. And lastly, please subscribe and post an honest review for the Awakened Man, Female Holistic Health Apothecary, and Confessions of an Obishad. As I said, I will read your review. And thank you for everything, and let's get this message out. The more subscribers we have and uh, the more reviews, again, I don't make a dime off of this. You don't hear any ads on this. But it gets the message out to more men so we can save more men and help men. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.